This is Mark Brown for Beyond the Room at the Department of Psychiatry 50th Anniversary Bash, which is a two-day conference in Oxford. Um, and I'm here with... Alistair Kerr. Who's just given a fantastic presentation about kind of implementation of research in real-world healthcare situations. Um, can you tell the people at home a bit, what, bit, a bit of what you told us in the room here? Yeah, absolutely. So here in Oxford, we're developing a number of treatments for mental health problems. And they're, first of all, the outcomes are evaluated in highly controlled research trials. But a lot of clinicians in the real world are worried that these impressive results won't translate into real world healthcare services in the NHS. So a lot of my research focuses around evaluating these treatments when they're implemented in NHS services to test whether they're effective, acceptable, and also safe for real patients in the real world. So my research specifically focuses on a treatment, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, which was designed to target the underlying mechanisms that make people vulnerable to depressive relapse and could offer an alternative for people who wish to discontinue antidepressant medication and stay well using psychological techniques. So it's kind of quite it was interesting because you kind of talked a lot about the the factors that influence people's behaviour mm-hmm. that aren't apparent when you test things in laboratories because people tend to live in the real world, not in clinical trials. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the primary method of testing these interventions is to collect quantitative data, so using questionnaires, for instance. This is very top-down. And we're really interested to capture people's subjective experiences of taking part in research because this is really offers us really rich data which can then be used to improve our treatments further. So for instance, I presented qualitative data from people talking about their experiences of discontinuing antidepressants. And we wanted to focus particularly on the people for whom this wasn't successful across the two years to understand what had been a barrier and to implement changes on how we can better support people in the future. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, in the panel discussion right at the end of today's session, um, David Clark said that you should focus on the people that things don't work for exactly. if you want to see the future. Is that kind of how is, is that is your hope coming from focusing on people that things don't work for? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always think it's. It's nice to look at people's experiences for whom it has worked, and that's encouraging. But where you can really make traction to make improvements is for people for whom that particular treatment hasn't been successful. So that's really been our approach, because this is often quite an underlooked area. And the quantitative trials where you're just looking at numbers tend to obscure the people who may not benefit. Because on average, you show that a treatment has a benefit, but that obscures the fact that some people may be getting worse or they may not be benefiting at all. So those are the people that we're also interested in understanding their experiences better. So kind of what I'm getting a sense of already, and we're right at the start of kind of two days of excitement, is um, the, Oxford, the Oxford approach is kind of about identifying underlying things and then mm-hmm. testing whether they're really underlying. Yeah. And presumably things not working can be evidence of underlying things as well as things working. Exactly. So the Oxford approach essentially seeks to identify the cognitive behavioural mechanisms that underpin mental health problems through experimental studies. And so in this way, if you identify the mechanism, then you can design treatment approaches to target that mechanism. But 
if you know what the mechanism is, actually you have to be quite creative in creating treatment interventions to target it, because it's not like in the past where we had the behavioural movement which specified really specific targets, uh, really specific treatment procedures like exposure, whereas because the targets are cognitive, you actually have to come up with some quite ingenious treatment approaches to try and target that, and that is what David Clark and Anka Ehlers were particularly talking about in their presentations. Final question, what, what makes you excited about the, um, the future of, of mental health research? Well, that's a really... I'm excited about so much of it, and I think today is really important in that. I think what I'm most excited about is just people having more access to psychological therapies, because at the moment, in my everyday life, when I talk to people about what I do, so many people say that they'd love to take part in a psychological therapy but they just don't have the access so anything that can improve access whether it be virtual reality whether it be self-help or internet guided therapy I think is an amazing thing but first and foremost I think we need to improve access through the NHS so that people have psychological alternatives to medication should they wish to take that. Brilliant, thank you.